Welcome to The Interop. Today, my guests are JB and Fabo. They are respectively the CEO and CTO at Milky Way. It's a liquid staking protocol tailored for Celestia's modular blockchain ecosystem. In today's conversation, we'll discuss the growing Celestia ecosystem and why they decided to focus on this space. We'll take a look at the liquid staking market as a whole and how Milky Way differentiates themselves from the competition. We'll discuss their design and technical architecture, how validators are selected, and the roadmap and how they plan to move to a sovereign rollup. I'm also dying to find out why they think liquid stakers should get airdrops. Before we get started, make sure to subscribe to get notified when new episodes drop every week. Remember, none of what we discuss here on The Interrupt is investment advice, and if you enjoy this content, please consider staking with us. We're validating on Evmos, Quicksilver, and Osmosis, and please note that we've decided to shut down our Juno validator. That will happen on February 28th. So if you're staking with us, thank you for having staked your Juno tokens with us, but please restake to another validator. My guests, Fabo and JB, are coming up next, right here on The Interrupt. Hey guys, thanks for coming on. Really glad we could uh, do this podcast together. Hey, hey, nice to be here. Hey, it's great to be here. Yeah, so uh, you know we've been we've been talking quite a bit over the last uh, couple of weeks, and I've been getting to understand more about Milky Way, your vision, the uh, the product you're building, and some of the you know technical uh, challenges you've had in implementing uh, Milky Way. But before we get into all that, um, first, I'd love to ask you guys, you know, to introduce yourselves and also understand like how you became interested in Celestia and building yet another liquid staking protocol. Yeah, sure. I can start. Um, hi, everyone. Um, this is JB, founder and CEO of Milky Way. It's so great to be here. And I personally got into crypto back in 2017 as a blockchain engineer. And ever since then, I fell in love with crypto and I still can't escape from this rabbit hole. Uh, my first job in crypto was to build this centralized exchange in Korea. And I was assigned to set up the whole infrastructure and build custom APIs. Thinking back, it was a great opportunity for me to learn about crypto. And it taught me a lot about the landscape community, and various technologies in the industry. But unfortunately, centralized exchange business didn't really end up well, and the company pivoted to operating validator node operation services. Um, at that time, I became CTO um, at the end of 2017, and the company is now known as Cosmo Station. And I led the development team establishing validator node infrastructure, building a block explorer now known as a Mint Scan. Um, crypto wallet services and various utilities that could contribute to support the ecosystems. And after leaving Cosmos Station, I had an opportunity to work at several other blockchain companies like Beharvest, the company behind Crescent Network, and Tendermint for a bit that are heavily focused on Cosmos, the founding company uh, behind Cosmos. So uh, that's a brief background about myself. And in terms of how I become interested in Celestia, is that to simply put, I naturally heard about it 
and research a bit from time to time as Celestia is using a lot of Cosmos tech stacks. Uh, yeah, hey, I'm Fabo. Yeah, uh, Fabo. Um, I stumbled into blockchain at some point. Um, uh, I wanted to work for a startup. And back then, Ethan Frey, who's now running um, the Cosmosm development, uh, hired me as a front end lead for the Tenement Corporation back then. Uh, so I built the first uh, Cosmos wallet, and we split out later and built a cross-platform staking, staking platform uh, on Polkadot and Cosmos, uh, which we canceled at some point. And I worked in this space for a long time, made a lot of friends. Um, so I met a bunch of you guys uh, around the world in many places already, which is fantastic. I always like to go to Cosmoverse and like these events because like the community is nice and like you always have crazy adventures and crazy ideas and um, uh, like this project. But uh, Celestia, for example, um, is so the CTO of Celestia is Ismail. I was an old colleague of mine and um, he told me over like a lunch many times, yeah, we have this, this project. And I was like, really? Doesn't sound like anything, you're sure? And he's like, yeah, 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 I will do this, I will do this. And now look where we are. Um, and um, someone like three months ago, JB was like, hey, um, I'm, I'm building this project. Um, on Celestia, Liquid Stake, and I'm like, sounds amazing. I know the guy, I like, I like the tech uh, I'm in. And we started hustling right away. And th there we are. And it's an amazing team. I'm very, very happy to be part of this. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, yeah, definitely remember also uh, Ismail telling me about you know, early Celestia and la Lazy Ledger and, and also not really getting it until uh, everybody had already made up their minds that this was the future, <laughs> but um, but yeah, fortunate to uh, have been able to you know join as an investor uh, later on. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's great to to see you guys working together and building this product. So when did the protocol launch, and how much TVL does it currently have? Yeah, so we started our project together in the mid or beginning of October last year. And we put our heads down and, you know, focus on building for like two months, literally. And then we launched on 18th of December and it's little more than a month now and it's running smoothly and it's currently capturing about 42 million at this time. I mean, that's huge. Like considering that, I think there's something like 60 million Staked in staked atom on stride now it's difficult to compare here because like i think with celestia there's certainly a lot of tokens that are still locked um although I, yeah i guess those tokens you can't really um use them on milky ways so like investor tokens etc but uh, i think with regards to celestia the the kind of main use case right now is staking and so being able to liquid stake those assets and potentially use them in in DeFi. So we'll talk also about like where Milktia is currently, uh, where you can use Milktia in DeFi. But yeah, it's impressive. It's impressive to have gotten to over 40 million in just over a month. Um, how do you feel about that? We're super excited about the you know growth and overwhelming support from the community. 
yeah, super, super happy. And but at the same time, we know it's uh, only the beginning. There are a lot of things we can do down the road. We have a lot of things that we are cooking up internally. So um, super excited, 2024. And um, we will continue to uh, put our hands down and focus on building and delivering the needs of the community. I'd like to take a little bit of a step back and talk about liquid staking you know, broadly. I think that there's been you know, two stages for liquid staking. Um, Ethereum liquid staking was the, the sort of use case that the environment that proved the use case where you have this layer one with one uh, asset uh, with like the major asset that is being liquid staked and people use that asset in DeFi. That has grown to like billions of dollars worth of activity and it's, it's pretty straightforward. And then when liquid staking in Cosmos kind of popped up with Stride going to market, I mean, there were liquid staking protocols before it, but Stride, I think, really accelerated liquid staking. Uh, it became obvious that Cosmos was going to be different, not only because there were multiple chains, but because governance, for instance, was a part of Cosmos and, you know, we want um, token holders to be able to participate in governance. So that was like part of the considerations that people had to have in Cosmos. Also things like airdrops, there's like a number of um, complexities or other considerations that we've had to have in, in Cosmos that we didn't really have in Ethereum. And now we're sort of entering like a third era where, you know, I think we think that there's going to be thousands of rollups of applications that are being secured by uh, underlying security layers like Ethereum via restaking through Eigenlayer, um, through data availability on Celestia. And so the landscape is once again changing again. So I, I wonder if, if, you know, this characterization sort of resonates with you and you know, where do you see liquid staking evolving in the next five to 10 years as this space grows into this, you know, massive ecosystem of thousands of applications? Um, liquid staking comes from Cosmos, right? So the first paper on this was done by Felix from Chorus, um, done in like one of the first um, Cosmos meetups. So we're just bringing it home. Yeah, and I, I want to add some context around like how liquid staking market is different in Cosmos um, comparing to like Ethereum or Solana ecosystems. So from a liquid staking provider's perspective, Cosmos is certainly an interesting ecosystem in a way that they have opportunities to support multiple liquid staking tokens, but if you see the market is relatively small comparing to Ethereum and Solana ecosystems. So they really have to choose wise, wisely in terms of like which chain they want to support because if you see the implementation level, it requires much more efforts and dedication to build and operate and to provide liquid staking solution basically. And when catering for airdrops, especially it becomes orders of magnitude more complicated due to liquidity being spread among multiple chains. So this is one of the hustle, you know, that, you know, Cosmos liquid staking providers uh, are going through. And I'm sure it will be pretty much the same on modular stack as well. 
because roll-ups, uh, at the end of the day, it's a um, sovereign chain. And, um, and we also believe that it's inevitable that there will be thousands of roll-ups coming into the Celestia market, the modular market. And um, although it's complicated, we are super excited to imagine that, you know, milk tea will be widely used in the modular ecosystem. So let's talk about the product a little bit. So what is the current Milky Way product and what does it offer to Celestia token holders? So Milky Way is a liquid staking protocol for Celestia ecosystem. I guess um, I can explain from a layman's terms, but it requires no explanation for those who are in the space for a while. But I, but I assume some listeners may be unfamiliar with the concept of liquid staking protocol itself. So basically, staking is a way to help secure proof-of-stake-based blockchain networks like Ethereum, Solana, Cosmos, and many other blockchains out there nowadays. So users stake their assets, and their assets are locked up in a smart contract or protocol. And... When they want to withdraw their assets, it takes a few days on Ethereum and it takes generally 21 days on Cosmos Hub. This is where a liquid staking solution comes in to solve the liquid problem by having users to liquid stake their assets and they receive this representative token of their stake position known as liquid staking derivative or liquid staking token. Um, Users can use this liquid staking token um, to participate across various DeFi protocols to earn additional rewards. So this is liquid staking token, uh, liquid staking protocol, and Milky Way is um, tailor-made for Celestia ecosystem. So in terms of how it works from a user's perspective, they liquid stake their PIA, which is the base coin of Celestia blockchain, through our front-end application, they can hold, you know, their TIA on Celestia chain or Osmosis chain. Just by holding their, you know, liquid staking token, our liquid staking token is called MilkTIA. Just by holding MilkTIA, they earn staking rewards. And it's very simple. And you utilize that uh, to many DeFi protocols uh, within the Cosmos ecosystem at this point. Cool. So where can people currently use their, their milk TIA? So, you know, they, they've, they've deposited some Celestia, got some milk TIA, liquid staked assets. Now they're earning staking rewards as well as holding this liquid asset. Um, what can they do with it currently? And, you know, what's in the plans in terms of building out the ecosystem of applications that support milk TIA and presumably like other um, Milky Way liquid staking assets. Mm -hmm. So our liquid staking token, Miltia, is already listed on Osmosis DAX when we launched our product last December 18. And it's now listed across many other DeFi protocols within the Cosmos ecosystem. So DMX is another DAX. Uh, users can lend, you know, Miltia there and it's also listed on Quizar, uh, the project that's working on the vault strategy, and two perp trading protocols, um, Levana protocol, Levana Finance, and the Margin protocol. And there's a governance proposal on Umi and um, Mars protocol as well. 
And also, uh, in terms of a cross-chain ecosystem, um, Oxelar is uh, listing our Milktia in their next batch. So once they support our Milktia, then we will be able to tap into other ecosystems as well. So there will be many more in the coming weeks and months. Cool. And so what motivated the choice to launch Milktia on Osmosis? Basically, you know, we did our own due diligence in the beginning, but prior to launch, um, Osmosis Foundation has been super helpful and supportive in Milky Way's vision. And we knew, we were aware that Osmo Osmosis was gearing up for Celestia Mainnet launch. So it when Celestia Mainnet launch, it really, you know, attracted a significant amount of TVL and it really did. So it's the highest, um, t it has the highest TVL in terms of um, TR volume. So that's, it made sense for us to choose Osmosis, Osmosis rather than other um, Cosmos um, blockchains that support Cosmosm. Also our current design is a Cosmosm smart contract. So um, uh, Osmosis supports Cosmosm environment, so. So I'd like to talk about the design and maybe let's let's um, define how other liquid staking protocols have worked in Cosmos so far. And I think the one that stands out that most people would be familiar with is Stride. Quicksilver also works this way, and that is to use interchain accounts. So basically there's a chain, that chain controls accounts on other chains, let's say, you know, Atom, um, there are some assets that are held on an account there that are staked and the the chain, the, 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 the Stride or the Quicksilver chain uh, controls those accounts via interchain accounts. Now, th this has been um, the prevailing design in Cosmos and it scales because as soon as you have a chain that goes on online and that chain has interchain accounts, it's fairly easy to utilize this existing stack to to implement liquid staked assets for that chain. And so, you know, there's like, I think something like 10 chains on stride that use this model. Now, Celestia is different and mainly because Celestia currently doesn't um, have interchain accounts enabled. And so that led you guys to have a different approach in terms of um, the design. What is the, what is the thought process and what is the, the kind of process of, um, designing the technical architecture for a new uh, type of liquid staked asset on Celestia? So we needed to work around this, right? Like we wanted to offer this because there was a need in the market. We wanted to offer this to users. Um, the current approach um, ICA was not available. So we, we needed to rethink uh, what we do. We I uh, didn't have a chain. We wanted to do too much. Sorry, I've fast. been saying ICS since a while ago, but it's, is that, you're right. It's actually ICA. ICA. <laughs> yeah. Interchain accounts. Uh, so we uh, thought through how can we deal, how can we stake on Celestia? So there's a there's a simple approach you could do um, an off-chain account that is trusted and that kind of acts uh, in the interest of the corporation, of the in the interest of the protocol, but it's it's quite unsafe uh, because you kind of trust um, a whole whole entity outside of the chain. So we need to bring that um, that on chain. 
So um, we, you, you still need to like, in the end, you always need to uh, secure the tokens on chain. So this is the fundamental. There's someone needs to own the account that does the staking. In the ICA model, right? This like this interchain account is a, handled by the protocol and a remote account that can access it. If you don't, you need to control this account. So someone needs to secure this account. Um, so we we are securing it by um, a multisig. We'll probably discuss this in a moment um, of high profile operators in the space as they secured by um, business value of 70 billion or something like that. So th they have a lot to lose with this. Um, and then we were thinking a lot. So in the end, like we need to now interact with this account and who does that? So other people have a chain. Um, we didn't want to launch a chain. Um, we opted in a very faster approach, Cosmos approach, like go step by step. You can use ICA or something like uh, ICS and then launch your chain. We went with first smart contract, right? You can put your business logic in a smart contract, uh, which we launched on Osmosis. And now this contract kind of needs to interact with the, um, with the account on, on Celestia. So uh, Celestia has no ICA, but it has IBC enabled to transfer the TI everywhere, logically. We use this to interact with the account. So we can now like send the, the token there from the, from the staking contract, for example. But now who handles the staking? We could do like a bridge-based approach where the, the multi-sig is um, uh, uh, in hot wallets and they kind of sign these staking intents and like agree on it, like in a validator model. But um, considering a lot of other like bridge hacks um, they happen mostly because these are hot wallets, right? Like the, they are constantly on the chain and there's no really security. Nobody actually checks anything, right? This is just, it's just secure because they're kind of distributed and like kind of like verify each other. So we didn't want to go this way. Um, so we, our multisig is actually like, it's a vault multisig. So like the validators can take the multisig keys and like, go into Fort Knox, put them in a safe, all good. Because the, the, the actor on top of the multisig um, that acts in the interest of the, of the staking contract is a different entity and that has only limited rights. Um, we use the OZ module from, from, from Cosmos. And so you can give an account, you can give it special rights. You can say, you can send tokens somewhere, but only to me. So only to this address. So we designed this um, authorization structure in a way that um, it's completely secure. Like it can only send tokens to the staking contract. It can only stake to a certain set of validators. Um, it can only unstake from certain validators and, and so on and so on and so on. Um, so the, the hot wallet in question could be hacked. I will never say never, but there is almost zero impact on uh, our, our um, assets under management because it can't go anywhere. So this is a, this is a very beautiful approach that we found and um, yeah, it works. So this, this, this operator account is like a programmatic 
account. There's a program that's run by us, but the multi-sig validator need to grant the rights for this off-chain program. And this off-chain program interacts with, with the account and the, and the uh, smart contract on osmosis. The smart contract on osmosis acts as a state machine, it has all the accounting, all the tokens need to go once through this, through this account to have like complete accountability of all the asset seller management that we have. The smart contract is only allowed to mint tokens and distribute them to the users. Okay, so just to summarize here, there's a multi-sig account. That multi-sig account is sitting on, on Celestia. This is a Cosmos SDK multi-sig, and we'll talk about who the multi-sig um, participants are, but this was created once, and it, um, it is made up of the keys of high-profile validators in the space. The validators, I think it bears just repeating here, the uh, operators of that multi-sig are not executing transactions with that multi-sig on a regular basis for staking, for unstaking. Uh, yes, those keys are not used in a production context. They're, they're in a vault multi-sig configuration, which means that the multi-sig is there uh, to be seeded, essentially. I mean, it sort of exists just for the purpose of being seeded and then authorizing um, a contract via AuthZ on Osmosis uh, to, or sorry, no, actually authorizing another account that is uh, uh, operated by, well, that, that I think we probably just need to re, re, sort of come back to that. But there's another account that has AuthZ access over the multi-sig and that account can do a, a limited number of things, stake, unstake, and send tokens back to the contract. And so the security model sort of limits the scope of what someone could potentially do with the multi-sig account, i.e. unstake the assets and be on their merry way with them. Yes, um, and that's protected so, by the protocol level. Right. So I just want to come back to this uh, this agent. I think, Fabo, you once described it to me. So this, this agent is a piece of software that account. anyone can run. Right. Okay. Can you... Can you uh, can you explain what what this agent does and how it interacts with uh, the multi-sig and the contract? Sure, it's very, very simple. So um, it detects, uh, has an indexer of, of Celestia and it, it detects balance changes in one of two accounts, um, the staker account and the rewards collector account. So rewards when claimed go to a different account. This is like a, is a Cosmos SDK feature. So if it sees stake uh, receiving in the staker account, then it will stake this to the validators that it can stake to. And if it sees rewards appearing in the, in the rewards account, then it sends those rewards back. If it sees an unstaking batch happening, and then it will claim this unstaking batch and it will start an unstaking process. If it sees an uh, unstaking process to have finished, then we'll take these assets and send them back to the multisig. Okay, and so th this account is, it is essentially the, the contract is the account and, and or, or is there another account somewhere that is operating, uh, that, is, that is executing those transactions? So this is the granny account, grantee account, funnily granny account. 
um, is like a different key that has these rights. There's a different key that is a use in a programmatic system that executes these transactions. Okay. Independent so from this the contract. Key... The contract is on osmosis. Right. And so this key sits inside like a binary that anyone can run. I mean, is this key like, is the private key for this thing public or what's, because I mean, Yes, uh, it's running by the foundation um, okay. with the coordinating program. Uh, but important to note that as Fabo gave a comprehensive explanation about how it works, it only has a limited authorization. So it can only transfers, you know, IBC transfers back to the Osmosis staking contract that are deployed on Osmosis layer on blockchain. And it can only stake to Milky Way validators. So basically, there in in case of compromise, there wouldn't be any issue. It's protected by the protocol. That's what you know. We we call it Auth Z delegated multisig. It's a novel concept that we came up with it, and we wrote a comprehensive article on our blog as well. Yeah, I'll link to that uh, article. I think notes. what you wanted to ask was um, so. Is this, is this piece of software, can yeah. anybody run this? Currently not. Yeah. So um, this needs to be authorized by the high profile validators to act. Um, and the, the right. staking contract as well needs to um, have this written as a, as a potential receiver of any assets by this entity. Um, so we, if we want to decentralize more, it depends on future architecture, like we could create like there could be more accounts allowed to do so but then we need to have like collision control like what happens if um we unstake and then like people unstake twice or something like that so we would need something like a horcrux system between the between the different entities but it's all possible okay and so just to come back to the multi-sig the um the the, the potential sort of attack here is kind of limited to the validators colluding right i mean that that's that's the extent of the actions that that multi-sig multi-sig can take under the assumption that those validators have very high security and opsec um, processes around their keys which as validators they probably do yes yep. we call operators but yes we differentiate okay. operators and validators but Operators are the trusted and reputable entities that are holding the keys of our multi-sig accounts and validators are Celestia validators. Okay. Who, who are these operators? Because I, I thought the uh -huh. operators and the validators were this. I mean, I thought that the... They happen to be the, Celestia validators. Right. And okay. we, um, we purposefully um, chose them in the beginning when we start. The, the initial set of operators and validators are uh, pretty much overlap uh, because obviously it's a liquid staking protocol for a Celestia ecosystem. It's better for Celestia validators to become our operators. Yeah. I think there's a very beautiful like um, economic system here, right? Like, so the validators secure this in their interest as well. Like they want to be part of the system because it allows them to receive um, these uh, liquid staked assets to them. 
Um, and I personally really like this. Um, they're very helpful uh, for us building the system. They're very, very good partners. So why is everyone fudding this multi-sig? I mean, not everyone, but like people have been fudding this multi-sig. Mm -hmm. You guys wrote this post kind of explaining the technical architecture and the, yeah. Yeah, um, actually we don't hear like fudding the multi-sig from retail investors. We only hear it from the crypto expertise uh, because fundamentally is there's a trust assumptions and as you know, like multi-sig design is widely used in the crypto industry and it is secure as long as it's properly configured and managed. But unfortunately, due to the hacks involving projects like Ronin and Axie Infinity, which utilize multi-sig design, have created a perception that this multi-sig design is simply risky and dangerous. That's a public perception, I would say. But in fact, if you dig it in, they use a five of nine multi-sig setup with four keys managed by a centralized entity and store all private keys under a centralized server, which is super dangerous and risky. And on top of that, one of the DAO validators lent out their private key for them to use because they have to, you know, execute transactions for their day-to-day -day operation. This is entirely due to their mismanagement of multisig, and this is not how they should use it. But in Milky Way's multisig design, like Fabo has explained, you know, TLDR, as a you know core contributor to Milky Way protocol, we do not hold any keys of multisig accounts. Operators are the ones holding the keys of multisig account, and they do not need to expose their private keys to the internet on a day-to-day -day operation because of a novel concept that we are using called the you know, AuthZ delegated multi-sig. I think some play players in the space also use that um, to uh, discredit us as competition. I had the feeling. That's entirely possible. Um, so, yeah, let's come back to the to the contract. So now that we have a, an understanding of the multi-sig, this this grantee granny account, um, what is the what is the purpose of the contracts? I guess like the contract uh, issues issues the stake TIA, but can we go into detail about the interactions that the contract has with the multi-sig and this grantee mm -hmm. account? So it's a very simple. Um, I can explain like very simply, and then you can add uh, more context on it, Fabo, if you need to. Um, basically, user from the user's perspective, they liquid stake through our staking contract, and it calculates based on this exchange rate in the contract, and provides our liquid staking token Miltia, and the contract immediately transfers the deposited Tia back to the staker multi-sig account on Celestia chain. And the multi-sig account stakes on behalf of our Milky Way users. This is pretty much it. Um, and there's more, more a lot into it. I'm sure like the, you know, the reward, uh, the exchange rate update process and all that. But yeah, feel free to explain uh, if you want to add more context on this, Fabo. 
Um, so I think most of the interactions are already described. The um, exchange rate is just um, uh, based on minted milk tier and uh, accounted for tier in the system. This is a relationship between the two. Um, the rate doesn't really change, um, only when uh, there comes new, um, new tier into the system, um, like new rewards into the system. So when the granny account sends received rewards from the rewards collector account back to the contract, um, then, the, then the relationship changes between the two values and then the, the um, rate goes down. Um, that's mostly mm -hmm. it. There's like there's a couple of other features like there's a security feature in there uh, to halt the contract for example. If it would see anything, we have like systems in place that checks if there's any outliers in our data. Uh, we 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 already pulled this once. Nothing actually happened when we were like better safe than sorry, um, and we would just halt everything. And uh, we could check the data and then we could uh, migrate from there. Like we don't believe that anybody anything could happen. And as our current assumption but we have this in, in, in place if anything happens okay so, so you're talking about the exchange rate you're talking about the redemption rate here which is the rate at which you you yes. redeem um back your tia your liquid tia uh with some additional staking awards for the period during which you were mm -hmm. staking uh or liquid staking those tia yes so they're interchangeably use uh, within different ecosystems, redemption rate and exchange rate. And to talk a little bit more about like how the redemption rate calculated, um, we use reward bearing token model, similar to other liquid staking protocols um, in different ecosystems. So basically what it is, is the value of our liquid staking token, milk TIA against underlying asset TIA is tracked through on exchange rate in the contract. So users earn rewards based on this exchange rate when they withdraw their TIA. So that's basically um, how the exchange rate is calculated in the contract. Okay, cool. So I'd like to talk about the, the validators that you stake to. So, you know, I think I mentioned this earlier in the podcast that you know, Quicksilver had this approach of allowing users to choose their own validator. They, they were always like very philosophically aligned with this idea of allowing delegators to choose which validators they would stake to, even through uh, a liquid staking protocol, allowing delegators to also participate in governance. I think you guys are, are using a different approach, or at least currently that is not possible, but I'd like you to maybe expound your thinking around um, validator selection and the distance that liquid staking puts between a delegator and or a token holder in this case and and a you know chain's governance um and you know the choice of validator which you know in cosmos has always been a very um like something that people i think like a right that people hold very dearly, like the ability to choose who you validate with and who you stake with. Yeah, absolutely. So um, currently our initial set of operators and validators are chosen in a permission way with the help of our partners and advisors. And we also did proper due diligence 
to select the most secure and reliable ones to make sure our users can safely use Milky Way protocol. The reason for that is because bootstrapping a truly decentralized protocol from the beginning takes a long time. And that's why we are currently refining the details in terms of like what criteria do we look for when selecting a validator and how many validators do we want to include in each batch. Um, yes, and all of this uh, will be um, announced soon uh, and we're going to make it decentralized in the end to have the community to select the Milky Way validators. I, I want to like um, nerd a little bit, but I find it difficult to, um, because liquid staking tokens is a fungible asset that's not so bound, right? So um, I choose now a validator that I want to stake to my stake, and then I receive a voucher token that is not bound to this validator. So now I go and like go transfer this to another account, whatever. I unstake uh, this thing, buy new tokens, unstake to this validator again. Like there's a bunch of loop things that I can do, um, which it doesn't really reflect the stake that I put into the system. And like you could now, similar, similar as the same with, same with governance. We, we definitely need to find, find a way to, to uh, bring milk tier holders into governance, but it's, it's not an easy system. Because, uh, because of the fungibility of the asset. And with the staked assets, it's easy, right? Like you have this bound and you can't run away. Um, it's bound to you. Um, but with a the, with the liquid asset, it's really, really com uh, com uh, complicated. I'm, I'm happy to, to, uh, uh, to work with Quicksilver um, on this and, and see what, what, what they're doing. It's very interesting. But I, I find, find it very difficult to, to, to model a system like that. I mean, look, the, the market speaks for itself, right? Even though I think like Quicksilver really wanted to differentiate themselves with this feature. And I think it was part of their uh, their philosophy, their design philosophy and their ethos since since day one um, for, you know, for whatever. I mean, probably not for this reason, but uh, but the market has ended up uh, choosing Stride as you know, the, the leader. I think with over 90% of liquid staked assets in Cosmos. So whatever were the, you know, whatever the reasons are for Quicksilver not having captured the market, whether it was like not being first to market or, or any other um, reason, um, this, this was not like a thing that the, that the market, um, I think, you know, felt was, was that valuable that they would switch. So yeah, I, I think like it sort of speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there are multiple yeah. options out there, like the copy staking and LST holders choose like Quicksilver's approach and use or use governance to elect the validators and delegation amounts even. So like if you think about it, there are always trade-offs of taking one option over the other. Um, and we are also exploring those options to see if any of the option makes sense for our community. And we will actively discuss internally first and outline the options that we have discussed to the community. And then I guess we will hear from the community, actively listen to it. And if, if they want this option, then we are more than happy to proceed it. Mm. And because at the end of the day, we are here 
for the community and we are building for the community and we want to provide values um, to the ecosystem. Yeah, another aspect that we haven't touched on here is airdrops. And until now, I think in all of the liquid staking products that exist, I, I don't think that users get airdrops through those liquids. They're, they're not redistributed. What's your stance on this? Mm -hmm. um, our stance is simple. We will be distributing any airdrop amounts that we receive on behalf of our users. And we are currently taking two different approaches to make sure you know that we're doing our best to have our you know have our Milky Way users get what they deserve basically. So we are syncing up with projects that are airdropping to TIA stakers directly and provide a snapshot data to them to include Milky Way users. And this is our first approach. And if it goes well, then our Milky Way users get what they deserve to get if they were to stake in traditional staking. And second option is we our multi-sig account stakes on behalf of our users, right? So our multi-sig account will receive whatever the amount that are eligible from the projects. So we are planning to distribute those airdrop amounts to um, our Milky Way users. That's difficult because okay, cool. um, yeah, I mean, usually that's, uh, that's really exciting. Usually uh, those are capped, so they will not, never uh, capture the whole airdrop for users. Um, we have some models in mind to technically make this more feasible uh, with our next upgrade. Uh, but for now and probably forever, uh, true partnerships with, uh, with the airdroppers is the way to go. And um, we're really working hard. And yeah. it's like, we're like every day hustling and speaking to so many people that want to do airdrops and provide them with a lot of data and assistance to, to, to bring this in for our users. Because yeah, I, I hadn't think, considered yeah. that the, the airdrops are capped on the amount of assets. So, so like, say you have like, a, I don't know, a hundred million dollars of stake Tia um, that you're not going to get an airdrop you know, equating that amount, you have to provide the snapshot with the individual accounts that are staking. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, there's more complexity yeah. to just like a technical implementation here, you have to work with the projects to do it. Yeah, because from a user's perspective, they want to prevent from uh, whales to receive huge amount, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is why we all need milkers support. Uh, we want to, you know, um, have your voices out, uh, let the projects know, um, and um, so that we can, you know, work things out more smoothly. Cool. So taking a step back here and, and looking at the landscape. So you know, we've talked about some of the competing liquid staking uh, services out here. And I, I think amongst some people in the space, there is this, there is a conversation happening about, well, a few things, or at least this is things that I've heard in, in, in chatting with folks. The one is this idea that liquid staking is a winner-take-all or winner-take-most uh, market and that it is very difficult to dislodge existing um, uh, market participants uh, once they're uh, well established and then the other is the is the scalability of the design and so having an interchain accounts 
based design allows you to scale really easily to include other chains and, and include other protocols. I mean, let's maybe focus on the first question first. Um, you know, given that Stride has such uh, a large market cap in Cosmos, you know, do you see Milky Way as, because I, I know that, that you know, we know that Stride will propose uh, state Tia, you know, is Celestia a new market where you essentially have first movers advantage and have established yourselves there as the dominant player? Or are you acting in the Cosmos market, at which point you're competing with Stride? You know, how do you think of your position in this space and how it relates to other liquid staking providers? Right now, we're laser focused on Celestia ecosystem. And um, people have different interpretation and views on this, but Celestia doesn't market themselves as Cosmos chain, even though they use Cosmos SDK framework to um, run their chain, right? So, and they're focusing on Ethereum L2 ecosystem. So fostering sovereign rollups to um, you know, grow the ecosystem. They want more rollups in, the, in their ecosystem to utilize their data availability layer. I think it's all because the market is huge, like predominantly huge comparing to Cosmos and other ecosystems. So we are, the reason why we are heavily focusing on Celestia ecosystem is simply there's a market opportunity. And once we support other, you know, Cosmos chains, we can technically technically do that. We can also scale. It's much more easier than using interchain account probably. Um, but we don't do that. The reason for that is, uh, first of all, we are a small team. We want to focus on one thing at a time. So we think that there's a long way to go. And Celestia ecosystem itself is huge and it's getting bigger and bigger. And if we have other, if we support liquid staking tokens for other ecosystems, that means our development resources, you know, will be spread out and we lose concentration. Whatever the upgrades happen, then we will also have to pay attention to uh, the, their community. So, so that's why we want to focus on Celestia ecosystem. Yeah, I think like, we're also like we're very open to 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 cooperation with um, all the other players in the space. Like we're all dogs in the space. We know most of the people, and we love them, and we love to work with them. Um, this is just our niche for now. We really like we we wanted to avoid competition, uh, not competition, uh, like muddying the waters. Um, we just picked our niche. We even like so milk tea. Where does the name come from? And in theory, it should be staked tea. So S T tea. And we actually, we decided, okay, like, we don't want to fight. Like, you take this name, right? Like, stay, uh, Stride claimed the name. So we were like, we don't want to fight. This is fine. Like, we take a different token name. Like, we don't, we, we don't want to fight. This is fine. Um, yeah, not everybody is like this. Um, 
but uh, we see see big potential for it because it's a big market. Um, we're focusing on Celestia now. There might be others coming in. This is not a problem. We hope we have a first mover move advantage and we will have an advantage in the long run because we will focus on this ecosystem and this technology um, in comparison to others that are focusing more on app chains that are rolling out in, in the cosmos. So when it comes to Celestia, I'd like to understand here what you think is the end game for, Mil for Milky Way in the Celestia ecosystem. Because, I mean, liquid staking, uh, until now, we've known liquid staking as this product that allows you to utilize your staked assets, i.e. staked securing the network in DeFi to have a liquid representation of the staked uh, assets that you are delegating to a validator to secure the network with a Celestia rollup uh, or an application building uh, utilizing Celestia DA there is no liquid there is no staked asset in the same way that Aave token uh, is is not a staked asset um, it's not a security uh, uh, a layer one uh, security asset so what will be the pro what will be the staked assets that Milky Way will offer its customers? So there's correct me if I'm wrong, JB, but there's two kinds of um, there's three kinds of uh, rollups that will be built, right? Like currently most prominent is one sequencer uh, and then persistence to to Celestia back. And there will be ZK rollups at some point, let's say like in a year to two, uh, they probably also don't need um, staked assets to secure this. But I think like the, the, the main path forward in the, in the midterm is um, decentralized sequencers. And they kind of st still need to kind of um, be secured by some kind of trust system, probably based on, uh, on tokens. So it's, it's very similar to, to, the, to the old app chain model. JB, you want to follow up on that? Yeah, so basically from a business perspective, um, I anticipate rollups will have to launch their own token to bootstrap the liquidity or, you know, um, partner partnering up with other ecosystems or even other rollups within this last ecosystem. So from a business perspective, it's a highly... I don't see that rollups without their own token will be the majority. Um, that's how I view it at this point, but we will see how it goes. But in this case, I mean, these tokens would be utilized for governance. They may be utilized for other utility um, as a, as a, as a rollup where you don't need to stake the asset to secure the chain. Um, are you, are you thinking here about assets that might be locked in in a DeFi protocol that you can then uh, create a liquid representation of and we're, we're, we're operating sort of a, like a different layer of abstraction than the, you know, the layer one token that we're familiar with. What are the use cases for like this particular type of, um, of like roll-up token uh, when it relates to liquid staking? Assets that are not locked are not our target customer, I think. Um, we will only focus on locked assets. Um, I think there will, in the long term, probably always be a staking concept somewhere because you need to like um, 
collateralize a SOS uh, security system uh, in one way or the other. Um, so I think there will be um, many of these applications, maybe stuff that we don't know yet. So what's the roadmap and what can people expect from Milky Way in the next couple of months? Um, as we um, posted our teaser image on our official Twitter account, we are cooking up this rewards points system and um, it will be announced soon. Um, and we are looking to launch our um, own token at the end of Q1, but this is something that we're um, discussing. Uh, it's a bit flexible. It can be Q2. Our next milestone is to uh, transition from Osmosis to uh, Celestia ecosystem to become a sovereign liquid staking rollup. So basically, the goal is to, to be maximally aligned with the Celestia ecosystem. Because as you know, the sovereign rollup will take the settlement and execution layers and it will use the pluggable consensus and the DA layers of Celestia chain. So that's why it doesn't require uh, uh, it doesn't require the bootstrap new validator set. We will just use a validator set of Celestia chain. So therefore, our liquid staking token is secure by Celestia chain. Um, therefore, it's more safer and more aligned with Celestia chain. Yeah, I think that would, that really uh, I think is um, one of the most exciting things about the roadmap is that Milky Way uh, has ambition to become a sovereign rollup on Celestia. That it wants to move away from you know this initial bootstrapping model um, that you know works, but I think isn't like a long term uh, viable model for like full alignment with Celestia and um, and building out this ecosystem of liquid state assets. Yeah, that's what we are going for. And uh, we are also exploring a utility of uh, restaking service as well. Um, it's still in R&D phase, but it has gained a lot of traction from a project called Eigenlayer in the Ethereum ecosystem. And the core idea is basically utilize liquid staking token to share security to those services and infrastructures that are not secure and inheriting security from the base uh, chain itself. So uh, we're, that's something that we are exploring, uh, currently the researching and R&D phase. But yeah, that's, a, that's a, a utility that can use our liquid staking token when we become a sovereign ruler. Very exciting. Um, guys, thanks so much for coming on. Anybody who wants to use Milky Way, how, how can they do that? Go on app.milkyway.zone. Yes. Okay, cool guys. Thanks for coming on and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you for having us, my friends. Thank you.